You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the U Up Podcast. It's uh, Friday in New York City. I'm on my couch, uh, and I'm joined by two of my very best friends and best friends of the show, uh, two jackpot boys. Uh, first up, uh, Andrew Collin is here. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Got a fresh haircut? Got a freshie yesterday. Went to a new person. I wasn't excited about her. Uh, I should have stuck with my boy, Franco. Went with Annie, and I'm going back to Franco. You go. You see Frank Ocean does your uh, haircuts. He does. He does, and uh, he doesn't like to tell anyone, but I guess it's out now. Uh, but Franco cuts Dave Letterman's hair. Right, right, right. Well, he doesn't really anymore. Wow. I guess he still gets the top cut because he has such a long beard. Yeah, Letterman yells at him not to touch Why didn't you go to Franco? It's farther. I went, I was in Brooklyn, so I decided, you know, convenience. But I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to go the extra 20 minutes. To Why? Me. It looks fine. I don't literally know a difference. Do you? Uh, yeah, I do. I yeah. could tell a difference. She went too short. My favorite haircut is when you leave and you're like, did I get a haircut? Ah, Ian, you have a fresh, um, Ian finances with us too, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hi everybody. I love tits. You do. <laughs> you were just showing us a picture of tits yeah, that some know. nice woman DM'd you. And I'm staring at them on the wall. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of pictures of tits in my apartment. Um, one over there, one there. Um, where else? Um, and I'm looking at a real tit with a new haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you, so when you were showing me those pictures of tits, you just said on your phone, you said, I feel like a real Andrew Collin. Because Andrew's a real uh, DM boy. Right. The the gals really love sliding into his DMs. You don't get that? No, I get a lot of mental health and uh, alcoholism DMs that I'm very uh, excited to respond to. Um, But I'm just starting to get like chicks in my DMs, which is finally crazy. you're getting alcoholics in your DMs, <laughs> to just yeah, not yeah, treating yeah. their issues, but yeah, like yeah. just sending you their yeah, tits. Like, you know what helped me get sober? Sending tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel like a little puddle boy. It feels nice. That's so good because you are a little single puddle boy too. Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. Yes. But I, I, I just want to know that I'm wanted. I don't think I want to meet up with anyone. Yeah, that's yeah. most of what all of this is, is just feeling validated that mm. someone wants you. Andrew, how are your DMs? I think you should meet up with them. Why wouldn't you meet up with them? Uh, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. and um, Glory hole finance? I know. It's, that shows you the depravity of, of, depravity of, of uh, the depths of which you'll go to feel better for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so if you have time to think about it or weigh your options, it, you won't do the deed? I don't understand like, well, where like, the difference It's It's like, um, you know, when for, for like an alcoholic, when you make that decision to drink, nothing will change your mind. And it's like your brain shuts off and your body's just acting. No matter all the logic you can pump into your head in the world that it's a bad idea, you don't listen. Yeah. And that's what it's like when I act out negatively sexually, okay. which I'm actively trying not to do. Good for you. That sounds really healthy. And Andrew, um, do you feel this? I feel the same way. Like if I decide I have to, someone needs to ask me on a date immediately because if I give it too much time and it needs to be like the dates tonight or tomorrow because if I give too much time, I'm going to convince myself I don't want to yeah. go. Well, I think there's like different the dating apps. There's certain dating apps that are more in the now 
it's going to get done. Like Tinder is a very like also they're more functional. Like Hinge Hinge is like a friend of a friend, at least that's how it started. It's harder to meet like meet up right away. There's not that like immediacy, but there is with like Tinder, Grinder, obviously. Yeah. What uh, happened last night with you and a uh, chick? The, you, you kind of um, sent me a paragraph about it, and I didn't quite understand how it tracked. But it was the hot girl that you ran into at the bar that was making out with her boyfriend. So this girl was essentially, like, getting fingered at the bar and then outside, and I was like, I have to date her. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> because originally she had she had come up to Andrew and been like, I'm a fan. I listen to your mm-hmm. podcast. And then he was like, I'm in love with her and watching her from across the bar. And she was making out with a guy and, like, getting fingered at the bar. So Andrew's into getting cucked. Well, I don't I don't know about that, but this was weeks ago, right? And so, then what happened with her? So it was like a month and a half ago. Then I found her on Instagram. I saw that she was a follower, and I only knew her first name. Anyways, I found her. I DM'd her. I asked her if that was her boyfriend, and then she kind of didn't answer. And then I was like, well, we should go out. And then we went out, had a great time. We made out. I told her i eat her ass in the street. I was, like, really into her. Mm. And uh, I would have. And um, real, real case of street meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. So I went, and so... Uh, so then we were supposed to hang out the next week and then I was gone for the weekend and another week went by and then Mm -hmm. she started to realize she has a real job Monday through Friday, nine to five. She doesn't want to go out there in the weekdays, Monday through Wednesday. I'm gone on the weekends and I think she realized that it'd be hard to see me. At least that's what I'm lying to myself. Maybe. Yeah. Girls don't give a shit about that stuff. No offense. I think she, I, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle, but anyway, she, uh, ended up, uh, saying that she made it exclusive with this guy. So, because so, you kept hitting her up to hang out, and then eventually she's like, yeah, so the guy that was fingering me at the bar is now, he's going to be fingering me for a while at the bar. Like, this is... Yeah, and I'm going to meet his parents while he's fingering me. Yeah. Um, and that turns you on that now it's, like, a challenge. No, I was I was done. I, I, I don't really like... You know how lazy I am. I was just like, all right, have, good luck with that. I hope it goes great. And then every once in a while, we would DM each other and our whatever. And then last night, I was at the stand hanging out. And she was there, and she texted me. She's like, are you creeping on me? Like, as a joke. Wow. And then she came upstairs, and we, we hung out, and I was, like, introducing her to everyone as my girlfriend, <laughs> like, as a joke. I was like, hey, this is my girl. She's like, I'm not your girl. Like, this is my girl. It was really, like, cute and flirty. Yes. And then uh, I was like, yeah, and I was talking to her roommate. I was like, I don't know if she brought me up to you, but she broke my heart. Like, like just, like, really just <laughs> leaning yeah, into it. that's really good stuff. Yes. And she was really into it. Like, we were, like, whole, like cuddling a little bit and then ashley uh came up to her and then uh ashley who his from girls gotta eat what his say it again oh boy his ashley what Hazeltine. 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 with that one <laughs> you said hizzle <laughs> so ashley hizzle hizzle jiffa bizzle it's the ash bizzle middle okay fizzle okay it's fizzling yeah so so John Fisher in my butt. Um, Bobby. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> so, she ends up. Ashley goes, oh, so you're with this guy? And she's like, actually, I texted him last night if we're boyfriend and girlfriend. And the guy wrote back, just no. And she's like, now I feel like a fucking idiot. I was like, it's fine. I love you. I'll take care of you. And like, uh-huh. and then uh, then we then she left. We had a nice hug. Didn't kiss. But then we were texting back and forth that night. And uh, That night being last night. Oh, that night Why being last night. Her? Why didn't you kiss her? You know, if she was alone, I would have. Her roommate was, like, right there. I don't know. I I, I should have just went for it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. All I've, it takes is one person 
one person as an audience to for you to get rejected for you not to go for it not to go for the move but um okay so she just got rejected by a guy she wanted to be her boyfriend um it's i would just proceed with caution yeah i'm not i'm it was just a fun flirty thing if anything happens we hook up we hook up i'm not like like waiting for it yeah that's the perfect place to be then it will work out then i bet she'll come around because if you really truly don't give a shit man that's that's the way to do it mm-hmm. yep and it's hard to do yeah it it is but I um a new joke about that yeah what yeah. what what's the i think i started on the show yesterday i don't think we're using that clip so go um, ahead and tell us it's uh you know girls are like cats you you show them too much attention and they scurry away but you show them just enough attention and they'll show you their butthole. (laughs) (laughs) There is a great, I, someone DM'd me um, about this, uh, this guy that gives relationship and dating advice named Matthew Hussey. Have you heard of him? Just calm down before you start shaking your heads. It's this extremely attractive man, Mm -hmm. Matthew Hussey, H-U-S-S-E-Y. And girls, I really recommend you going down a rabbit hole of his advice because he is spot on about like, he just gives really practical, good advice to women. He seems to be looking out for women. And I just loved it. He talked about this thing about there's um, where... attention does not equal intention and so when you're getting a lot of attention from a guy you project you think that his intention is what his attention is his attention he's calling me all the time he wants to hang out he wants to have sex he wants to take me out but you don't know what his intention is you truly don't know and you have to take a risk and gamp like just go watch his video about attention versus intention because it really spoke to me and Oh, he also talked about this awesome theory called the handkerchief theory about girls. I don't like to make the first move. And he actually spoke to me like in this. Oh, you have a hanky right there, Ian, that you just blew. Uh, you. What were you saying before you were coughing up? Uh, jigsaw pieces along. <laughs> you got to quit smoking. Streets of Brooklyn with different chunks along. Some real, some real hawkers. Oh, Ian. Well, this girl that I'm with really likes it when I spit in her mouth. And I'm like, honey, I'm a smoker. I don't know what kind of spit you're oh asking for. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I feel like they could just do one of those ads, like those anti-smoking ads where they show like a smoker's lung and a regular lung. But at you, it's just like your spit on the sidewalk yeah. or your spit in this girl's mouth. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> you ever hear Norm Macdonald's joke about, ah, yeah. You ever see one of those ads where it's like they show you a smoker's lung and then they show you a, a, a healthy lung and the smoker's lung, you're like, oh, God, oh, Jesus. And then you see a healthy lung and you're like, oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's still gross. Woo! I know, it's so That's funny. Great. So anyway, the handkerchief theory, by the way, so I, I always thought it was really like a good place to be as a woman to be like I'm not making a first move anymore like I refuse to make a first move guys have to come after me I'm right, done don't use Bumble right exactly <laughs> Bumble's all about first move and that's why I don't use Bumble yeah. but um this guy was like girls if you have that rule for yourself you're 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 getting yourself in trouble because 
girls do need to make the first move. But like the book Getting Two I Do says, it's like you need to make eye contact with a guy. You need to like do a nonverbal no, cue that to let a guy know. thing is like, how long do you make eye contact before you just go in for the kiss? Well, this is when you're just like interested in the guy across the room. Like you need to give him a reason to come up and talk to you because guys are so scared of rejection that a lot of times yeah. they won't come up unless they know that they have an in. So he talks about this handkerchief rule. He's like women since like the like because he says that a lot of girls base this like he has to come to me on like I want to go back to it being old fashioned where I get courted. I don't want to be this power feminist. Oh, yes. Cor but even back in the olden days when women were courted, they would still make it so that they were approachable. They would make eye contact, but they would do this thing with their handkerchief where they would walk by a guy that they were interested in, drop their handkerchief, and give him a chance to be a man and pick up the handkerchief and come up to you. So they, they would be the ones actually making the first move, tricking a man, essentially manipulating a man into thinking that he's doing something manly. And he, he said, give a man the space to be a man, yeah. to give him an opportunity to be a man. So what he said for a modern woman to do is like, if you're going, if you're at a bar and you see a guy at the bar that's hot, go up to the bar and get drinks for your girlfriends, right? You order three drinks, you carry them over, you put your jacket on the, the stool and you carry the drinks and you go, oh, excuse me, could you just watch my jacket for a second while I drop these off? I'll come right back. Give him a chance to be a man and stand guard of your jacket. Oh. Or just ask any guy for a favor, drop your jacket. Like, I'm going to start dropping shit around guys all well, the time. I'm going to drop the, it like it's hot. I love the idea of dropping something, and then when I pick it up, I can do a twofer and sniff your ass on the way up. That is so sweet. I know. Thank, Thank you, you, Ian. What do you think about all this? No, I think it'll work. I think so many times... It, like a lot of women in New York, you walk around, whatever they call it, resting bitch face, where it's just like, like just that face of like, you just feel closed off. So why would you approach that? And then they complain, no guys come up to me. But so much of it is how you carry yourself. So you want to carry yourself with confidence, but while being approachable. So yes. it's kind of, there's kind of, it's kind of tough. And also you don't want the wrong guy to approach you. So if you're just putting it out there all the time. Yeah then you're going to get some crazy. Well, that's what he's saying. You need to choose about eye contact. Yeah, the eye contact thing bugs me out because it's like, how do you know, like when you make eye contact with someone for a while and you're quiet and you're just looking at each other, what do you do? What do you, um, Are you talking about alone? Or you, yeah, alone. Um, with a girl that you can kind of get a vibe from and you make eye contact for a while and then you like Well, Ian, do if... you just walk forward and grab them and kiss them? Um... You, I mean, there's many things you could do. You could do that and may, you might get rejected or her backing up being like, whoa, I was just like you just had a like something in your eye or mm. like I was like she might just be like I was just being polite looking. Mm -hmm. But if it's extended, I mean, you know when you're a th you've been around a while, you know, know when to make a first move it's kiss. So it's so hard, you, you know, especially in? if you guys are like friends, you know, yeah. Okay, well, I would say I feel like the vibe. And you're like on their couch together and she's like a nose ring and you're just kind of like. Podcasting. Oh, and you're like podcasting and you like someone. <laughs> to watch. Not again. Not again. <laughs>
<laughs> Ian and I kissed like how many like a month ago? Uh, it was actually 28 days and a half ago. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> counting. <laughs> if you didn't see the picture, Ian and I kissed at the cellar because we just both needed it. We just yes. did a closed mouth kiss and it was yes. magical. Yes. And I needed that form of safe intimacy to feel better. Yes, me too. It was the mm-hmm. first time I'd kissed a boy in quite some time. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, but I think to answer your question, I think it's just like, you could even say it. Like, I kind of want to kiss you right now. I and mean, it might be weird. It's always, oh, there's no cute. way. I think that like, just like the vibe is, I'm sorry. I'm feeling things. And I feel like I want to kiss you right now. I'm sorry if that's wrong. Like, I don't know. There's a million ways to approach it. Well, None of them are right or wrong. It's funny because when I like really like a girl, I get so nervous and I overthink things and everything. But then like, but I don't really like a girl. I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm just making a move. Like, but but I had this girl come to my apartment, and it was like, we kind of knew it was gonna happen. But then we're sitting watching TV, and it's like that thing of like, you know, before you kiss, you just say the dumbest things. You're oh, like, you can't think of anything. Yeah, yeah, you're like looking at their mouth, and yeah, you don't. You're not making any sense it's at all. Like an insult or some nonsensical thing that's like Gatorade commercials. You don't see them a lot. <laughs> yes. Like, what are you talking just about? Just empty conversation. Yes, and you try to get on the same laugh wavelength to like go in on a smile or something. Yeah. And me and this girl were just like talking, and I was like, "Look, I, I, I really want to kiss you. But I, I just don't make the move. Know how to make the move?" And she goes, "Well, why don't you just do it?" And I go, "All right." What? Yeah, yeah. And so you did it. Yeah. That's okay. So you just did exactly what I said. I really yeah. want to kiss you right now. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was great. Amazing. But when I really liked the person, like, I had, like, a crush on a friend. It's like, is that weird? Is it? Yeah, that's a different, that's a different beast because you are threatening the friendship. I know. I know. But didn't you and that friend have, like, a talk talk that you also had feelings for each other? It's just not the right time? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, then there's your answer. I'm on the phone, like, every day, and it's really nice. Well, you'll get you'll get a clear indication from her when she's ready to kiss. I do. I was just doing the thing that I do when I want to kiss a boy, which is like if I'm sitting on a couch, like I was just doing it out of being relaxed right now. But like Ian and I are both on the couch. We're both like leaning our heads back on the thing. And you just I just kind of like open my like face and like, you know what I mean? Like you just like put your face out there. You just p- make it so it's easier. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want <laughs> Andrew. Andrew, I don't Andrew, feel. Like a <laughs> Andrew, no. Don't give me in the eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so intense. <laughs> I can't do it either. <laughs> it's too much. I know. And it's just like, I've, I feel like, like. I never saw the back of your eyeballs somehow. I, I you never what? I see the back of your eyeballs somehow. <laughs> like, because I'm rolling my eyes so much? <laughs> I, I just kind of feel like, um. You never really see like Gatorade commercials anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the phone, well, hold on. Down and just all hook up. No, okay. So <laughs> I like how I go. No, we can't do that right now. I actually treated that like a real suggestion. We're recording. Um. Okay. So uh. last night I was at the comedy cellar and I was I finished my set around the corner. I was at the Village yeah. Underground. I came back around and I was sitting at the table with a bunch of comics. And then this guy, I was just getting up to like get my coat. I think or. I don't know what you happened. Dropped your coat? No, I didn't do the drop, but I was like up for some reason. And this cute guy came up to me with a group of guy friends behind him. And he just like boldly was like, Nikki. And I was like, hi. And he like was like, I, um, he was like, oh my God, if I, I, I just, I, I really just, you were amazing next door. And he was just like, he was really cute. He was a little bit too, he was a little short, but I was still, I don't mind that. And he was, um, 
pants. He's a little drunk. I could tell too, which I, I actually do mind that. Cause I was like, okay, this guy, I love this approach. If this guy were sober, like the confidence this guy had, but it was a lot having to do with alcohol. I could feel. And he just goes, um, God, if I was 39 and I go, I'm 35. And he goes, I know, but that just seems like the perfect age that you would actually consider me. And I was like, Oh, well, how old are you? And he was like, 31 and I was like well that's not bad and he was like oh okay and um then we just I just kept eye contact I was like practicing being like flirty because I was just like I don't owe this guy anything I can act interested in him but it's not I always just and then I shifted in as soon as I noticed he was drunk I kind of shifted back into like fan celeb interaction instead of like equals Mm -hmm. because I just I wasn't feeling it suddenly but I was really proud of myself for being open to it because then he said he lived in fucking somewhere in the like he was visiting New York bye yeah adios and then um he he continued to sit with all these hot guys in this booth and then I was at the table and they just I kept making eye contact with each of them across the room it was so attractive and then I was leaving and one of them Uh, that looked like stack of napkins it was so good but last night I fucking had a drop five handkerchiefs (laughs) (laughs) casting a wide net <laughs> I dropped one of those flags that they hang at the top of, um, like those Himalayan flags that have like a line between them. Does that make any sense to anyone? But I imagine you uh, planting a flag like Iwo Jima. Yeah, like I, <laughs> like I climbed Everest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I am like I had a fucking weird epiphany last night, and Zero. it's like high or sober. Um. Well, let me. Okay, that's a great question. Yeah. So la- yesterday. After radio, I had to go do this interview for I'm on. If you see anything on a network TV show like ABC or ABC or NBC or CBS, I don't know which I did two of them like end of the year roundups. One is um, Hoda, I think, is doing one Mm -hmm. from the Today Show. I'm going to be on that. And then there's this other one called A Toast to 2019. I'm going to be on that, too. So just if you see those, watch out for me, you guys. But anyway, I taped one of those yesterday, and then I left. And I was going to eat. There was I found an edible in my pocket (laughs) of my coat that I chose to wear to work, and I didn't know that there was an edible in there. And and then I found it, and I couldn't stop touching it. And I was like, I really want this. I really Mm -hmm. want this. And I've been really good about not getting high before – professional things that aren't like yes. just fun stand-up sets yes. stand-up sets i can still like do a little bit but even that i've been better about it and then i left it and i just had to go um have this procedure done that i'll talk about sometime because it's hilarious what i get done i haven't even told you guys mm-hmm. um but so i was having it done yesterday and in the middle of it i had to do a, a phone interview for the san francisco examiner or something like that and um and the woman that was giving me the procedure was like I go, I'm going to do a, I have to do a phoner during this. And she was like, you know what? Whenever women have this procedure done and they have to be on the phone, I always tell them, just tell them there's construction going on because it sounds exactly like construction. And boy, did it ever. I can't wait to reveal what I've had done because I, I'll tell you guys off air, but like, it was so funny because during the interview I go, she, she's still in the room setting it up. And I go, um, by the way, during this call, uh, I was talking to the guy, I go, I am having a procedure done and I would lie to you and say it's construction, but in a way it is <laughs> in a way to hear it. Yeah. You can guess Did something with the vagina. No. Was it hair laser hair removal? Nope. Mm, nose job. Nope. But I am looking into that. <laughs> Don't. 
Just oh, stop it. Uh, I wouldn't get a permanent one. I get one that is done with filler. Anyway, um, so the, nose, the fake nose ring of nose job. Yeah, like I would talk. I would talk about a nose job. I would talk about. There are many things that I do that I will talk about, but there are things like this thing that I don't feel. I, I this one I will talk about eventually, but I want a little bit of distance oh, from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew it. Okay, okay, okay. What? Um, <laughs> Damn it. But it's not this. No. It's, it's can we talk? No, no, Why no. Not? No, 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 no. I don't want to talk about it yet. I just don't want to talk about it yet. But um but I will talk about it at some point. Shy. I know, I know. I, I actually do have some secrets that I don't talk about That's on this good. show. Boundaries, yeah. boundaries are incredibly important. I've found I've gained more confidence from setting up more boundaries because it leads me to respect myself more. Yeah, that's good. I, You know what? We got to get to the first clip, and I will leave the epiphany for the second clip. Um, but this first one you guys are going to, like, really love. We had so much fun on Monday's show. Mike Birbiglia was in studio. His new special, the new one on Netflix, is so good. Anya Marina was there. Um, Andrew Collin was there. Andrew, oh, sure. we're, we're going to talk about the clip of the um, the, the movie pitch. Oh, really? That's the yeah. one? I love it. I mean, I'm obsessed with Mike Birbiglia, and it was a goddamn honor to meet him. Yeah. We, really he loved him. you. I was like a giddy little boy. I really was. I was so excited. And he was, like, playing off. Yeah. He wasn't, like, acting above me. And it was no, just, like... No, it was... He was, like... He blo- if he weren't so famous, he would be on the show every day. Like he's one, I, he's like one of us. Can I say I, when I saw that you were on the show with him, I got so excited because I know he's like your guy, and that's like such an important thing. And I I just got like really really happy for you that you got to be there with him. And he said that's so nice, Ian. He said the nicest things about being on the show too. I just I loved Aww. him. Here is um, uh, Mike Birbiglia's appearance in one of the the. F- weirdest like tangents we went on during the whole show but uh you should listen to this whole show it was a really good one on monday here's monday with mike birbiglia and anya marina and andrew collin um no i couldn't do a movie right now if no. i wanted to no way. but i want to be offered yeah yeah of course do you just do only everyone just wants to be asked <laughs> just ask me anything just ask do you anything. still audition maybe mike we should, maybe we should call directors and be like Hey, can you ask me to be in your movie? Yes, and I'll say no, I'll say no. But let's just do it. Let's just get let's that. Just say <laughs> it. You want to be? I just—it's just a thing I want. Yes. And like, I'm nice, and I deserve it. Mike, I yeah, want to talk about the new one, um, which is now available on Netflix. The new one is Mike Birbiglia's newest special, and I can't recommend it enough. I, it's so touching. It's good for all ages. It's just something to watch with the person you love. It's something to watch alone. Like Anya, didn't we just loved it we so loved much. It. We both cried. I cried through the whole thing. It's Aww. so good. Yeah, I was just like this is way more profound than I had ever thought. And I've seen so many Broadway shows in the last couple of years and it's my favorite. It's Aww. my number one oh favorite. My so yeah, it really is. Like nothing has brought me to tears like that. Like and made me feel so good and it just it, and it's dynamic. There's so much. There uh, there are ups and downs, and it's all you. Thanks. Yeah. It's all so you. Thank you for making it. it, it I don't really love going to Broadway shows, and it was a highlight. It was so Aww. fun. I would go see it multiple times. And it translates great on Netflix. They whoever directed Drew, well, it. Seth Barris directed it, and Jeffrey Richman uh, edited, who did like Don't Think Twice, for example, and uh, he did Escape Again, Amora, yeah. Ben Stiller series <laughs> mm-hmm. last year. He's like a wonderful. He did The Cove. You probably saw that. Oh, years whoa. ago, yeah, the documentary. Yeah, that won the Oscars. Like, oh, with the whale. Thing? No, with the or dolphins. dolphins. Yeah, yeah I never saw thing. it, but I heard about same it. Same thing. But I don't need dolphin anymore because of it. 
Yeah. It got me off dolphin. <laughs> oh, that's what got you off dolphin? Yeah. yeah. I had heard that got you were on big it. on dolphin. Um, I was. I was. It I was a huge were, part of my diet. the only thing she ate. I heard you were doing dolphin salad for lunch, <laughs> dolphin salad for dinner every day. A dolphin yeah. soise is delicious. Oh. Yeah. You know what the worst part is? I was pescatarian, but only no other fish, just yeah. dolphin. <laughs> and you would raise them as a mother, which was weird. You were... <laughs> Like she would treat them oh, yeah. as oh, kids. She would train yeah. them, train right. them, the children, feed then them. them. Yeah, and then yeah. she would murder them in sort of romantic ways. Like yeah, like a, mm-hmm. a special night with the dolphin baby, and then she'd take the knife out and slit their throat. Right, and go salad and time. Salad and time for salad. salad. It's time for mommy's salad <laughs> with yeah. no one else around. No one, because who would be around that? Well, yeah, at the same time that you're being ghosted yeah. by a guy who's an entertaining person but right. maybe not a good life partner not, not brilliant. a good life partner not brilliant i swear oh. half dumb <laughs> not dumb mike <laughs> we're when having I went fun backstage. nikki we're having fun just let us let me and andrew do our thing i mean I'm, this um, is i can't stop it it's my favorite thing i've ever done i know he's so excited to be on this show with you he loves you so much we can much. take this film we'll put it on your reel <sighs> can you offer me a part no, but yeah, I went, I, I went a little far. You have I went to a little far. Promise to not accept it. I'm I'm on the road with her. Oh, I can't okay. do yeah, it. Yeah. But I'll if you offer to you, okay, great. So let's do this. Okay, let's do okay. this. Let's, let's so do work on a new film. Room. Okay, what's the uh, new, log uh, line? It's uh, this is uh, this is a film called Long Term Radio Commitment, <laughs> and it's about four radio co-hosts, okay, who fall in love, and but they can't decide who's most in love with who. So they decide they're just going to all live in an apartment together. And it's called Long-Term Radio Commitment. Nikki, do you want to be in this? <laughs> I actually can't. Um, I, I don't think I can do it. I totally get it. You have a huge career I have a right long-term now. radio commitment yeah, yeah. already. <laughs> I do. Andrew, do you want to be in Long-Term Radio Commitment? You know what? I think I can, I think I can be in it. And- that's I'm not- ready to do it. My, I'm ready to be a movie star. Okay. I, I want to um, quit stand. This interview is over. <laughs> I, did I not play right? Did I? I want to be in it. I think I'm in Andrew, it. Andrew, I'm thinking. Wait, it was supposed to be. You were supposed to offer it to you, and then you were supposed to. Turn can we, hey guys, I'm, take, hey guys, okay, I'm back. Can we have a talk with Andrew? With can we do the another? New one is now on Netflix. <laughs> okay, I don't want to. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, okay, and then Anya, would you like to be in Long Term Radio? Commitment? I would love to be in it. I'm so flattered, but I have to go on tour with Nikki too. I'm opening. Do you know that Anya's on tour oh, yes, with me I as saw well? That. It's awesome. so it exciting. It's awesome. And we're back. It's um. Do you want to go smoke a cigarette, Ian? Yes. We, Andrew and I couldn't just do this segment without no, you. I'll stay. I'll stay. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I'd like you to stay. Um, that I'll was smoke, such. I'll smoke in here. Don't. <coughs> Ian, Ian, put it Ian. out. Ian, what the fuck? She just got this apartment. <laughs> I didn't get this apartment, but it. Uh, it I think I'm gonna stay here six more months. They asked me if I want to yeah. re- renew my lease. Can I say on the way here, I was, I just felt so uh, good and and excited. This is like such a New York day. It is really it? is. Just like midday, coming over, hanging out with pals. Yep. You know, having fun, going to work tonight. We laughed like, so much before we started the podcast. Yes, yes. It, it's it's just such a such a blessing to be in this city. And you look at all the old buildings; like you're living in the heart of so much history. I am. I'm living in the coolest block that I can yeah. imagine. I love my life. <laughs> I am so extremely grateful for um 
everything I had. I had a great night last night and I really want to talk about it. I just had, this is going to sound wild and maybe it won't because you guys listen to the show all the time and you guys, Ian and Andrew, you both like hear me talk about this ad nauseum. What? You just call us Andrew. Andrew? Yeah. Andrew. So (laughs) that is true. I could call you Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My parents are friends with this couple named Ben and Angela and I, we would go to, we went to Costa Rica once and they, they were like we hung out with them and I just started calling them and I was like a kid, I think, but I was calling them Benangela because of Ben and Angela, Ben and Angela, Benangela. I'm like, how have you guys? And they were like, that is amazing. And I just went back home for the holidays and my mom goes, so Benangela and, and she told me that they call themselves that. And it's like stuck. I'm so exciting. I'm so excited. But anyway, so he voted for Trump. I, um, I am exciting. I, um, you mean, uh, Half of Benangela. Delaney. uh, I was trying to combine Trump and Melania. Oh, yeah. My mom. Melania. Melania. My mom is Julie J because my dad's name is EJ. My mom's name is Julie. I always said that I would name my daughter Julie J because it would be both an honor to both my parents. And then. Julie J. I know it does sound cool. It sounds like what's her name? Something. Jesse J. Right, right, right. Sounds like a porn star name. Oh, yeah, it does. Julie J. So does Nikki. I mean, like, yeah. Nikki's kind of, Nikki is a porn, porny name. I used to obsessed with this porn star named Nikki Sex. Yes. And and I used to, like, tweet at her and a couple other porn stars to be like, I'm going to be funny and they'll like me. Yeah. You know, like, before I started comedy. And uh, I had a real bad porn thing. Yeah. For a while. How was your night? <laughs> okay, epiphany. Yes. So also, like also a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I've just been like hung up this week about how like guys don't like funny girls and like being funny does not Bullshit. actually Listen, there's this article that uh, if you just look in the Atlantic, I, I tweeted it earlier this week. Oh, no, I didn't tweet it. I put it on my Instagram story. It doesn't matter. I was just like pretty sad about the fact that they did studies and they had a beautiful woman's picture and they put a caption underneath it that um, was one was funny and one wasn't. And both of these quotes were attributed to the beautiful woman in the picture. Same woman. And met, they surveyed many, many, many men, wide cast of research and they determined that men were more attracted to the woman that was attributed that the same woman, same looks, but the one that wasn't funny. Yeah, and this can is, I tell you why? Because the general population is fucking stupid. Yes, agreed. and the number one show is like Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men. Most people are fucking retarded. Okay, if you're it, 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 funny, women are so attractive because you want a partner that keeps it interesting and light, and you know you can like mystery science theater a show on TV together and have a good time. You want yeah. someone to be a teammate, not someone that you're better than. And and a lot of fucking stupid idiots want to be the funny one. Because guess not not everyone's funny they're all stupid yeah i just like i don't know why it clicked last night but like i just realized i was sitting with like a couple comics after the show um carmen lynch and i were just kind of lamenting about being women in this business and like aging and how it's like pretty hard and we're like worried about it and um and then uh dove davidoff was just like spoke like the gospel to us like i don't know we both left being being like we feel so good and i don't know what he really said but it was like it just got through to me that i'm like more interesting than most beautiful women and have am funnier and have a better personality i don't know why i've never really accepted that or thought that i know that sounds wild but last night was the first night that i was like 
oh, I'm smart and that mm. means something. I really have never cared about being smart or funny. Like it's been something that obviously I'm proud of because of my career, but like looks to me have always mattered so much more. And for some reason last night I was like, wait a second. Cause you know what he said? He goes, he goes, talent will always um, like eclipse looks. Like if you actually, he goes, Meryl Streep, I doubt Meryl Streep walks around pulling at her face and looking at herself in the mirror and being like, I'm so ugly. I'm so old. How can I look younger? Frances McDormand, like these women, I was just picturing Frances McDormand being like, I'm so ugly and old. And I'm like, she would never, maybe she, I don't know her. Maybe she does say that, but like, I don't know. I want to be Frances McDormand way more than I want to be Chris Car- Chris Jenner. Yeah. You know, and like or, I or who's Bella Hadid that everyone's like she's so hot, but she had so much work done. Well, I don't, I don't begrudge any woman from having work done, but yes, you're right. Like I just, I don't know. Last night I was like, oh wait, I'm extraordinary in yeah. ways that models are extraordinary with their looks. Like I actually do have the Giselle Bunchen of personalities, mm. and I and I always make a joke about that. Like it's like who cares, but. I really do value it in myself and I just felt it last night for the first time yeah. and I just have like I don't know I feel so incredibly unstoppable I don't I woke yes. up this morning I don't even think I looked in the mirror I don't care and I I don't know. It's just really, I don't know if this is going to last. It feels like I did mushrooms last night or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. And then I meditated this morning and I felt so, I had like a transcendental experience during my transcendental meditation. Actually, it was a guided meditation. And I felt like, I don't, it might've also been that I double dosed on my antidepressant, I think, because have you ever taken your antidepressant and gone, did I drop it or did it go in my mouth? Because it's so tiny. And I only felt swallowing two pills, which I usually take three at a time. I take my antidepressant and I take this other thing for my acne. And then I was like, shit, I didn't take my antidepressant. And I'm about to start my period and I definitely need my antidepressant right now. So I was like, I would rather double up than take none. So I also think my TM moment might have been due to doubling up on my antidepressant and taking 40 milligrams. Overload. Yeah, I think it might be that. But I don't know, man. I just like. And this had nothing to do with how I felt last night. Like, I felt this way last night about, like, I don't know. I was just, like, I've always called bullshit on men who claim to be sapiosexuals, which is, like, they're attracted to someone's mind mm-hmm. more than their looks. Like, what's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, Mark Ronson just claimed to be a sapiosexual. And I was just, like, shut up. I'm, and, by the way, Dove Davidoff is married to a model, so... Him saying this to me, I was like, you're married to a model. And he's like, yeah, because he also made the point that because Carmen and I were both talking about when we see beautiful women, we just go, wow, we project all this stuff that we know isn't true. If we really examine it, we know that she doesn't have a perfect life. But it's hard to not think that Gigi Hadid has a perfect life. Kendall Jenner must have a perfect life because they're aesthetically perfect. And he said, men don't do that with male models. Men don't look at male models and go, his life must be perfect. At least Dove said that he doesn't do that. Do you do that ever? Um, I will look. If I if we go through like Uriah and this guy, he's on a private plane. He's got a perfect smile. He looks rich. He looks like, yeah, I'll put that on him and think that he has less anxiety and less depression than me. But it doesn't affect me. Like, it does a little bit. Like, a little bit, I'll be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as good as him. But then... 
I don't pair and despair. Yeah, I don't let it sink in. That's the difference, I think. I don't let it ruminate. I don't let it affect my value of myself. But I could also at the same time go, eh, he probably can wake up and not fucking feel Like, when you met Gleb, like, Gleb, my dance partner on Dancing with the Stars, I always I always talk about how hot he is. And, like, I talk about how hot people are all the time. And it's almost like I, I do it hyperbolically. But with Gleb, he truly is one of the most attractive men I will ever know. Attractive people I'll ever know. You met him in person, and you you got it, right? Yeah, he's a gorgeous man. Like, he would he could go up to any woman in the world and fuck him. Or, or at least, like... Get a positive reaction. Did, what did you feel after that lunch with him? Were you did you did you take any of that with you of like I'll never be like because to me even when I when I look at Gleb I'm like I'll never be that beautiful. But as like a man, I just think like you can't off first impressions or off the internet you can't make assumptions because if you knew these people for more than two weeks, just like like you would know who they like. Even the funniest comic, you know them for a couple weeks, and then you're like. Oh, they're just a person. Yes. So we just we put these things on people that we have no idea who they are and yep. we project it on them because that's what we want from our lives. But you just can't think like that. You can't think once I meet this is who that person is. You know, it's a really good way to like actually expose yourself to other people's stories aside from the super secret special thing that I do. It's if, if you um, go to Humans of New York. Have you ever gone on that Instagram feed? Oh, yeah, I think I think uh, someone that's bullshit. You do? Yeah, because the guy doesn't record the conversations. He, oh, he just writes them, like, poetically? Yes. He, well, he listens to the people, and then he goes and writes them. And it's like, what? How are you? How are you? How the, you these things are not verbatim. Because there's been articles written about them. Okay, well, if if you do want... He's the what? The fat Jew of humans. <laughs> if you don't know who the fat Jew is, he's a guy, that Instagram influencer, who, like, no, stole no, no, content no, no, for no, people. No, different fat Jew. Oh, you're your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's that's where it is he listens to these people talk and then he goes takes a picture and goes home and writes what they said well regardless like even if he's paraphrasing i do find that if you go to that account right now and you read you go to like try to find a person that you'd project a lot of stuff onto and be like their life is perfect you'll read the story that you're like whoa the complexities and the the stuff that i wouldn't normally under like ex assume for that person like I've just felt that feeling a lot from that and I will say Ian to speak to that like it being bullshit any of these accounts that are like um overheard in New York overheard in oh, Cleveland overheard those are such lies those are people who wrote jokes and submit their own jokes and it's no one ever overhears any of those things take it from me i'm a comedy writer i know when someone is writing a joke and those are fake you guys do not follow those accounts do not give them any of your business because they're bullshit and they make so much money off of tricking you guys into thinking that oh i just walked by a person and heard them say this it is such it's such bullshit ian will you look up overheard in new york and just yeah i'm, I'm looking it up right now a every time especially mm -hmm. when people like make status updates or whatever of like a conversation oh, I oh. had and then they come out on top as a yes queen. I told them, it's like, you're a fucking liar. Yes. I just saw yeah. one where a guy was like, I just went to Starbucks and when he asked me for my order, I said vodka soda. We both looked at each other until I realized, oops, I'm totally there for coffee. And I'm like, 
None of that happened. Do you know what happened? This guy was in line and he almost thought to say vodka soda. That is what happened. He didn't say it. He wasn't even close to saying it, but he almost said it in his mind. And then he invented a fake story because guess what? That's how you write comedy jokes. And I'm telling you guys, whenever you read something on the internet where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to that person. It did not happen to them. 99% of the time, never happened. I got a good one. There was a, a tweet that went viral recently and it's a girl. She goes, it finally happened. I went, I was at the gas station. This guy said, boy, are you pretty? And I go, well, if I'm pretty, why don't you fill up my tank? Or no, why don't you pay for my gas? And I left with a full tank. And it fucking blew up like 500,000. I bet that happened. Well, fuck. I honestly bet that happened. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be like Jesus, negative. I'm, I'm, I'm yes, I mean you. I know you, you are. Know by me. I know. I know, butted you. I'm sorry, but I, I think that that maybe could have happened. But you're also right. That could have been bullshit. But I like how it finally happened. Like she's been waiting to pull that one for a while. Yeah, she just hangs out at the gas station, and she has her car. She just lives in her car. Yeah, and like she's going to different um, pet stores and just has an empty aquarium. Somebody's gonna fill up this tank. She like has any di- situation where she any. has tanks. <laughs> Are you gonna fill this up, boys? Ew, the tank lady. It finally happened. Oh, okay, ready, ready. What is this? How humans in New York? He did an AMA on Reddit. Uh, ask me anything, which is where you um, ask a person anything and then they answer. So he answered questions. Okay. Yeah. How often do you make quotes up? Ha ha! Do I get every single word right? Surely not. And then he says, uh, "Someone goes, why not use a voice recorder? You can even just use a phone app." He goes, "Humans in New York is about conversations." I use the word interview, but it's really inaccurate. Interview and quotes. Tape recorders, notebooks. These things create a formal atmosphere that I want to avoid. I just want to talk to people as if I'm talking with my friends. That's when you get the belly laughs and spontaneity. Okay, yeah, that's – I call bullshit. He doesn't – someone goes – someone asks a question. They deleted it. He goes, well, I don't need a tape recorder. I will talk to someone for 10 minutes, but when they say my caption, I absolutely know it. I walk away repeating the caption myself, the one quote I'm going to use, so I don't need to remember entire conversations. I need to remember my caption. Okay, okay, so... So you remember... Three fucking paragraphs of what someone says. Okay, so the humans of New York. It should be loosely based on a converse, like the captions that you read on Humans of New York. Inspired it should by be a true story. Inspired by a true I mean, story. This guy, what's the difference between this guy and fucking like Million uh, Little Pieces guy, James yeah, Fry? Exactly, or the Caroline Calloway of like making up fucking or the quotes. guy that wrote Mein Kampf. Hey, heading into the next <laughs> clip of the week, uh, it's it it really pisses me off that this guy is just making things. That, the truth doesn't matter anymore. Nobody cares about the truth. The truth is so incredibly subjective rather than objective because in the media, everything is made up. People are caught in lies and they can just fucking deny and people move on to something else. This guy makes up quotes and because it's inspirational and makes people feel better, they compartmentalize that and go, well, okay, this must be well, reality. Can I ask a question then? Can you do it in comedy? In what regard? Like, like if you're doing a story, can you embellish? So people are happier? Our job is to make people laugh. This guy's job is to make people think that these human stories are real. Or inspire Agreed. people. But you inspire people. It's like a movie. You, 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 I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm just playing devil's advocate, I guess. But like, he's trying to inspire people. He's bringing the best of the conversation. 
then call it Inspirations of New York, not Humans of New York, where you take a picture of a downtrodden person and make up a backstory. And he writes it from first person, so it just sounds like this person's talking. And I've always thought, it's so funny that this is all bullshit, because I've always been like, how does this, like, uneducated homeless woman who's from a different country speak so eloquently in the English language. And then when they go, well, you know, uh, I used to live in Uganda and then I came to America immediately lost my foot. But it gave me perspective because I learned that uh, we don't need feet to walk in life or something like that. It's like, okay, cool. So you're going to hear this story and be like, hey, good luck with not having a foot. I'm going to go cash in off of you. Bye bye. Everyone will think I'm good. We get it. Yeah, it's bullshit. So never mind. Fuck we keep that guy. Fuck that guy. Can we start a campaign to fuck that guy and to the money donated to him goes to me. Goes to the the woman with the f- no foot. <laughs> the footless woman. The yeah. footless the fake woman. I, I yeah. Just, I just want feet of New feets of New York. <laughs> foot I, of New York. I I love on like my girlfriend's photos because there are so many creepy guys just commenting show feet. <laughs> I know. I don't I don't mind feet, guys. I think it's the most really? innocent thing. I think it's I love feet creeps. Hey, guys, keep on coming with the feet creeps. Like I am not threatened by that at all. Who gives a shit? Um Tuesday's Tuesday's show was fun. We had Hannah Burner in, uh, and then JP McDade. They were recapping the a date they went on. And Together? that Yeah. No. Yeah, they went on a date after like Hannah was on our show and then Yeah. And so JP and Hannah were on recapping um they went on two dates and it was uh but at the end of the recap, um, and it, the story, like it, the, finally we get through the two dates, and um, and and Anya posed a great question to JP and to Hannah, which is like, how how did you feel leaving the date? Which is a really great. Yeah. Qu- I thought I was like, that is why I love Anya Marina so much. It's like mm-hmm. she just she ended this whole story with like, it's not even about like, will there be a third date? It's like. How do you feel leaving a date? That's how that's going to predict what happens. Like, what's the feeling? What's one word? And and it was so funny because Anya later said, like, she asked this question and JP struggled so much with even coming up with a feeling that Anya had to list feelings to give him like a multiple choice. And then what happened after that was so funny. I'll tell you on the break, but when we get back, we'll talk about it because it's so funny. So listen to this hilarious clip of JP McDade being asked about his feelings um, on uh, Tuesday's show. So when's the third date happening? I mean, that's really the question here. This is it. This is number three. You're both. You are you both down to go out again? Yeah. Oh my god, he's so cute. See, yeah. big dog move. I spoke yeah, first. Yes, good, good, See, good. It's the, little, it's the little things he's stepping up with. It's good. <laughs> All right, so um, when, um, wh- wh- what's next? <laughs> Is this, you're not being coerced, are you? I'm, I mean, there's partial coercion. I, <laughs> For sure. Again, I mean, I like, said, there's, there's like no way that you could say no. Yeah. We're like, so JP, how are you going to play this? What's your plan? What's your five-year plan? <laughs> no, what's, man, what stop. are you doing? Well, there's a Dave and Buster's in Times Square. <laughs> I'm not. I'm down. Like Times Square is good for people watching. Sure, <laughs> it's also a nightmare. But can I, I mean, ask, how did you each feel after the date in a word? Like feeling. Oh my god, this is Ooh, fun. Oh, great question. It's tough. I'm not in touch with my feelings. Oh. But, well, are you not? Well, what do, do we have here? Oh, okay, so intelligence. Th- this is the thing. Like with 
guys, he's fascinating because I've done a little research. Like I ask around to closer friends. I'm mm-hmm. like, have you have you heard of this man, J.P. McData? I let him put his tongue in my mouth. And they're like, everyone says the same thing. They go, he's, are you like really uncomfortable right now? Can you head get shrink a, crimp? It's all in your head. Oh it's my gosh, it's head. all in your head. You know it is. He's so stressed out oh right my now. He's God. a physical reaction. Uh, JP, thank Sorry. you for being here and putting all up had, with this. All I had to do is say, how did you feel? Oh my God. <laughs> How he feels. Physical pain <laughs> to think about my feelings. It's all up here. <laughs> Massage him, Hannah. Oh my god. Oh my god. JP, seriously, I'm so sorry we'll that you're in you. pain right now because we, we asked you a simple you. question about your feelings. I had a terrible back cramp, and Nikki talked me through it in a sushi restaurant. All I had to do is like t- name the fear. And she was like, "What's the worst that can happen? What's the?" And it and it went away. Yeah, she was having back pain, and she was like, "No, I think I pulled this thing." And I was like, "What's stressing you out right now? Let's just like talk about it because it could be that." And as soon as you talk about the thing that's stressing you out and really dig at it, not the superficial stuff, but like what's really underneath, it's th- the pain will go away. Yep. So my as fear, soon, Hannah. yes, there you go. There you yes, go. As I'm soon gonna as- ruin his life. I'm oh so God. sad. You're a lot, girl. You're a lot. <laughs> I have an injury right now that takes she NBA players out you. of games. <laughs> I did lot. just. Uh, you are. I'm a lot too, but you're a lot I'm too. A lot. That's I'm a lot, but I own it. But with JP, I did my research, and everyone says the same fucking thing. They go, "Oh yeah, JP, great, great joke writer. Um, shy. Yeah, don't know anything about him. Yes, yes. And it's been like four or five people that say that, and I am so fucking intrigued. Because I'm like, what is he hiding? Right. What am I going to figure out that other people don't know? He lives with his mom and he has seven <laughs> bodies in the basement. Yeah. And then on the date even, I did this prematurely. but like Where the, he lives. The, yeah. the fun part is like understanding like the fucked upness of someone. And I went in too early. I had a glass of wine and I was mm. like, what makes you depressed? Mm-hmm. Right. And he was like. Yeah, I have to get yeah. up and massage my <laughs> hamstring now. It's, it's very. I'll depressing. be back. Gotta I, walk around. And I was like, I was like, that's well, not a bad me. <laughs> no, it's that not. Was pretty good. Okay, so that was JP McDade and Hannah Burner and Anya Marina. Um, have you ever had a physical reaction to a feeling? Yeah. You're chewing off your fingernail right now, so that's mm-hmm. a yes. Yeah, I bit a hole in my finger when I was in rehab. Whoa! Yeah. Did it? What, did was it itching, or do you wanted to eat it, or like no, was it? I just I think I was looking for an excuse to get like told I should leave. Do you, let me see where the hole is. Do you have a scar? Uh, where did you bite it? I have a scar on my knuckle. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's all. Oh, I mean, my the reason I shake, my leg shake is a uh, visceral. visceral physical reaction my legs take shard after my dad died oh wow so it's like a it's like a ptsd coping like traumatic uh coping thing yeah how often do people tell you to stop shaking your leg so often and i don't even realize i'm doing it like strangers in public it's my breast mobile man i just have like i'm i was just gonna get talk about how like i woke up this morning with a little bit of a migraine like starting and sm- cigarette smoke really like activates it but that's why i'm kind of backing away yeah. but you're fine get over here i'm just gonna breathe through my mouth oh okay yeah be a little mouth breather that's fine. yeah yeah um yeah it's like that's that's your self-soothing technique obviously so when you have anxiety your legs starts like shaking like crazy because right now sure. not shaking yeah i don't even realize when i'm doing it but my whole life people try to get me to stop and to my mom's credit, she would be like, just let him go. Just let him do it, you know. Yeah. So 
don't know. It's weird. You always look like you're working a sewing machine. <laughs> I'm like hitting a kick drum, or pocket a cotton gin, or pumping a, up a bicycle tire. Do you, what? What? I mean, Andrew, you've got tons. Yeah. You always start coughing whenever you get nervous before a show. Yeah, and when I was younger, when my parents were going through divorce, my stomach, like, was I, they thought I had like I thought I had stomach cancer. I couldn't eat. Like I was really fucked up. Isn't it crazy how? how much things affect us and we just put it off as like, oh, no big deal. Well, like to have a physical reaction to a feeling is crazy. That's so much. I would say 80% of what people go to the doctor for to be like, my back has a pulled thing. It's like, no, you are mad about your brother who's not talking to you right now. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. always... I've- it doesn't mean it doesn't it actually it's psychosomatic but psychosomatic people get so upset people get so mad it's not psychosomatic i actually pulled something it's like well it doesn't take away from the fact that you actually are in pain it's real pain it's like people get so defensive when they're like it's not my mind and it's like even if it is your mind it's okay well that's why the opiate crisis blew up so much because people were going to pain clinics and instead of dealing with trauma and legitimate pain they were just saying well i need medicine to make it go away that's what we do with food that's what we do with uh, alcohol that's what we do with pot that's what i do with pot that's what i do with food i mean it's 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 what i do with exercising it's like it's all to make feelings go away and Mm. not bubble up keep them down keep them down yeah Ugh. yeah i found out recently my grandma was in like a psych ward for two months where she was paralyzed like she couldn't walk, but it was all mental. Obviously, yeah. And it like made so much sense to me. I'm like, why does anyone tell me this? My whole life, I've dealt with like physical, uh, like prob- ailments mm-hmm. that are due to my anxiety, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that I was like it's literally in my blood. Like, yeah. yeah, my dad like recently told me that like a couple of his like, you know, his dad's sisters killed themselves. Like, there's meant uh, there's yeah. so much totally. suicide in my uh-huh. like that I don't even know about. And it's like, yeah. would have been nice to know so yeah, I don't feel fucking went, crazy. But I met someone last night who, uh, so his uncle died at 24 ice skating, like from a heart, from a heart attack. And he has heart problems. And when he was young, his mom was like, you know, your uncle died from a heart attack. And like, you, there's like a way to like tell someone at a certain age because you could just scare the fuck out of them. Then they're that's, like, worried. that's a good point. So it's like, I don't know. It's interesting because in regards to like bullying and childhood, teenage suicides and everything, we look at this external thing of like that person got bullied and was treated wrong. So they killed themselves. It's, it's bullying. And it's like, no, they have a predisposition to mental illness and being involved with the internet and social media adds to it. This generation coming up is more depressed and more anxious than any previous generation. It has to do with social media. So if you have a predisposition to, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, any excuse is going to make you go over the edge. So cause of death, Instagram. Yeah, totally. That's yeah, so that's fucking time. wild, dude, that like yeah. this thing that we rely so much on and that we think brings us so much joy is legitimately killing us. Without a doubt. Like it's like Instagram has definitely caused me to feel sad about myself, which has caused me to feel headachey or yeah. tired mm-hmm. or well, it's like it's literally physically made me ill. Instagram. What's, what's the first thing you do in the morning? I know I go on my phone, look at my notifications, check this out, scroll. Oh, this person, this, that person. Oh, my God. I'm not good. Oh, my God. And and I've realized that and it takes a while to turn awareness into action and I become aware of it. So now 
I try to make a phone call in the morning. I try to talk to a friend and go, man, I'm feeling really insignificant. I'm feeling less than. And then we like laugh or giggle about something and I feel better and realize, oh, that's that's so not in my realm. It's only in my head. And what's going to change is by changing the five foot radius around me. Yes. I um I wake up every morning and I do not look at Instagram and it's not out of me being like I can't look at Instagram. I just know that I have to meditate immediately or it's not gonna get done. And mm. so I meditate and then I'm usually running late and then I'm getting dressed and I don't have time to look at my Instagram until about an hour and a half after wow. after I've been awake. And it's so fucking nice. Wow. And then sometimes I don't even get it to it until after the radio show and That's I'm like, great. Wow, that feels good. I've, I've been doing this thing in the morning because my cat wakes me up really early and I let him in my room. I turn my little light on, I cuddle and kiss him, and then feel like really nice doing that. And then uh, I go back on my phone. But that moment with the cat is like almost meditative for me. Yes, yes, let's get away from our phones, but also like I'm legitimately holding my phone right now. And you guys just did a photo shoot on the balcony. Andrew's stressing out about which picture to pick. I'm not happy how I took 15 great photos of Ian. I got a great angle. I uh, I, I thought I directed well. And then uh, Ian returned a favor by taking a video of me and not getting one good picture. Good no, not one. Not one. And it hurt. But it was what? Funny Who cares? To make you, it was funny to see you genuinely and earnestly model. And no, Andrew gets so sad when he can't post the content he wants to post immediately. I've never, I don't think there's, I think you're, I've never met anyone like it. It's your one thing that I see you get really anxious about is like, Nikki, send me that video. Nikki, did you pick that picture yet? What are are we going to pick that? Like, you need to post things immediately. And then you like wipe them off your Instagram immediately. Like, it's a very weird, what's, how do you? Are, is that, are you letting any of this? You 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 get pictures taken and you are completely anal about how they're taken, how the video is. Ian did a video earlier and it ended with a line and you're like, well, no, it can't go that way. And then you're obsessed with a different thing. I wasn't. I just go, Ian, just cut it off. It's going to be funniest if you could. I just gave him a note for it. Like I wasn't like sitting here going like, oh. I just modeled and it just fucking wasted. And I'm like, not really angry. I'm just, yeah, I think you are. You are. Exactly. See, that's but what you always do. You don't do that. You don't go. If I, dude, you've yelled at me for taking a photo and you were in the center of the photo and you're like, I got to be off to the left. If I'm not off to the left, why am I even doing the photo? I shouldn't even have you take photos. No, you're right. You're right. I definitely <laughs> do that. I think I'm just projecting right now, to be honest with you. God. That's so funny. While you two were arguing about that arguing? vapid, arguing about that vapid Instagram you talk, I'm literally stressing over a caption for a photo I'm going to post. Oh I didn't even realize I was doing it. It's a picture of you using your shoe like a phone, and your your caption that you're flirting with posting is called is "Hold my calls," which you also started with "Hold my calls," and you have a lowercase. H on the hold, which is someone pointed this out that like anyone who ever tweets and it's a lowercase to start, they've gone back and intentionally made it a lowercase. It's supposed to look like effortless, but we all know that it autocorrects. I have a thing on my phone that makes it so that it doesn't autocorrect. Oh, good. Okay. Everything's lowercase because I feel like it's that's more. I feel more free to express. That's your. That's more your style. Because uppercase makes it feel more formal and I speak very informally. Yeah, well when you're talking about God, you better use the capital H. Or, or G slash D if you're Jewish. What? Jews don't type out God. Oh, they don't? It's G slash D. 
G slash D? Yeah, because you're not supposed to speak his name. It's like drawing Muhammad? Yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. Is that true, Andrew? No. Yeah, it is true. Look it up, you fucking bad Jew. <laughs> the bad Jew is my least favorite Instagram. That felt uppercase to me. That really did. Um, hold my calls. is a, That's a decent well, caption. Holding a shoe and then telling the person in front of me, don't talk to me. So it's like the phone call is important. So I don't know. Sorry, uh, some like who's on the other line? Who'd be on the other line of like a shoe call? I don't know. Or there's something like, like what would you be saying? Like, oh, sorry, I'm on the I'm on the shoe. Or so sorry, I I'm on. Like, I could be like, sorry, I'm an important call. I'm on an important call. Yes, Grubhub. <laughs> yeah, or you could do a Star sixty nine joke. You could do like a throwback joke to like, like I just feel like phones. No one uses oh, phones. Like, should I be like? Sorry, uh, leave me alone. I have to make a call. 10 10 3 2 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What no, 10 2 20. What was it? Yes. No one remembers those, dude. Like, oh you have God. to be a very specific generation to remember those 10 10 2 20. What if you use, like, uh, using my phone app on my shoe? That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Ian, did you hear that? Ian, did you hear it? Yeah. But what was, what was the phone thing? 10 10 3 2 1? Look it up. Uh, it was, um, MCI had a bunch of those ads back in the 90s. Whatever. We got to get to the, the next show because we are crawling along here. Uh, 10, 10, 3, 2, Wednesday's show was um, so fun. Jessica Kearson was in studio. Janelle James. New special. New special Je- Jessica Kearson special comes out tonight. And Andrew, we were talking about um, farting in public. Do you remember this discussion? Yeah. Yeah, on the airplane. And then that wasn't like agreeable. Like oh, you guys were like, yeah, yeah, you can fart in Times Square. You can oh, fart yeah, in yeah, there. yeah. I was like, yeah, and on the airplane. And you're like, no. No, no, no. Fine. Airplanes are not okay. And we get into it on this. Here you go. Jessica Kearson, Janelle James, and Andrew Collin, Wednesday show. Or she ha- or doesn't she, shit yeah, a lot. She exactly. really holds it in because she's ashamed and it's not oh, womanly. Yeah. And she's repressed and say. fucking oh, yeah. religious. One or the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She one of the people wait for everybody to leave the bathroom right, and let right, out the fart. Right. She's never oh, shit in public. God. Immediately. Come That's on, why I'm in fart. there. Uh, is farting really? Let me explain Let's something. Let's talk about farting. Yes, walking, around, walking around Times Square is such a freeing. As a woman, to be able to blow a fart out of my yes. ass uh, with tons and of people it around. Moving. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. like I feel like Gloria Steinem. It's fucking amazing. It's the most feminist thing I could what ever I've do. What I've done in Times Square with farts ransack people could... with my gas. Yeah, mine's been like, could be categorized as terrorist activity in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> the, the what I've unleashed. <laughs> When you're walking down the street, it's a red, it's red. Wait, what's it's my favorite place like to fart is grocery goes, stores. Really? Why? Next oh, to the I fruit? did that too. In the next aisle, nobody even knew. Me that. too. Oh, I did it the other day, yes. right around the cereal. Oh, I did. Oh my God. Mysterious. Yeah. Who's that mysterious and I farting lady? On a kid. I fart on planes and I know that's oh, aggressive. That's no, that's not nice. Oh, I, I thought do. It. No, I like it because I like to see if it's going to come why. out of the cushion. I do. I did that recently too. On a plane? Yeah. Am I going to smell it? Am I not? And sometimes Y'all it just goes right whack. into the cushion. Oh, yeah. No, it does. Yeah. We smell it. Good you ain't smelling it. We smelling that shit. I hate no, if when you people smell fart it, on I'll a smell plane. It. It's so rude. Uh, but sometimes I fall asleep and then I wake up to my own fart because I've just relaxed. No. <laughs> and I feel so bad and I just go, ra- I start sniffing in because I want to see how it's going to smell. Yeah. I'd I've rather that farts. than tuna. You've oh, held farts on a cross-country flight? Sandwich. I've held that shit to where I feel it bubble up back up into my chest. Oh, fuck yeah, that. You, you burp out a fart? Yeah. Conscious no. as I am for fart. everybody. That's no. really nice. I try to hold them in, too. I no. think it's really rude no, on a plane. I let them rip. I put my headphones in forget about them. 
Yeah. yeah. I love be it because it's too. aggressive, especially when I'm near like a, a horrible man. I love farting on the plane. Oh, yeah. It's a fuck you. And you can hear him just kind of like get yeah, angry, like, <laughs> like start coughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> If they're hitting the back of my seat, you're getting farted on, man. Straight yeah, up. I just, it's not, I, it's, I just like being aggressive, and it's my way of being aggressive to fart near someone. Yeah. It well, is ballsy, though, because it could be loud. What yeah. about when you're walking down the hallway, like in my apartment building, when no, I look uh, both sides, yeah. and then it's like, <laughs> like, it's amazing. Amazing. I, I, it's the, it echoes because of oh, the hallway. I let it's, out one <laughs> yesterday that was so <laughs> Crazy. A long it was, guy. It was so loud and so long. I was like, that was. I should call Guinness. Like it was. Wow. It was. It was insane. You can't call him afterwards. I, it was. It was long. That's why you need an Grace Can you Ann. Just trust Grace me? Ann, Grace where Ann are will you? Hear all my farts oh, and document that's them. perfect. Grace Ann, Your you should fart all over. If we're paying oh her that much, God. you should fart in her face. <laughs> Your all lost day. farts. I'm, I was proud of myself. <laughs> That was Wednesday's show, talking about farting. Um, I love your NPR voice. I know, I just like, I just am like suffering a little bit of a headache again because I think I'm getting nervous about my audition later today. In two hours, I have to be at my audition. And I, audition? it's not completely memorized yet. It's in Hudson Yards, I think. Oh, on fucking, uh, is it house casting? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really don't care. To be honest with you, like, can I, tell, can I tell you something? Everything I've ever landed, it's when I haven't given a fuck and I don't try to be what they want. I go in and be what I want because these motherfuckers don't know until they see it. Yeah, I just work too hard to work hard on this too, this thing that isn't guaranteed. So I'm going to give it as much work as they're going to give it watching it, is to be honest. You're a good actress and you are. No, I know I'm a good actress. I, I really like, I, I'm going into this knowing like I deserve a they role like this. You. They handpicked you. Well, they uh, they cast a wide net when they ask. A lot of handkerchiefs, but they threw you a hanky. They did throw me a hanky. I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna practice with you guys after yeah. this. We can run through it a lot. It's um, yeah. I I just gotta memorize the lines. You ever just like don't work on something because if you fail at it, then you can just be like, I didn't work hard on it. That's why I didn't get it. You ever do that? I'm talking to two men who are both on their phones right now, and it doesn't. You're does right. It, you're, you're right. right. You're right. <laughs> Ew, don't touch me. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. he touched me. I didn't me. mean to touch you. You did. It was a friendly touch. I know, but it was too much. It was the bad touch. Um, Thursday's show was with Dave Vitale. <laughs> so fun. Ian Fidance. You were there. And Dan Perlman, who is new to the show, but he'll be back. He was so fun. Yeah. Um, he's a great, great comic, and uh, you can follow him on Instagram, Dan he Perlman. He just recorded an album last night, and he wore the shirt that we were trashing him for oh, the whole show. Yeah, like. Yeah. I thought for sure he would change his shirt for his album recording. That shirt was so terrible. Adele goes, now, where did you park your boat? <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, dude. But this is when we were, uh, this is when my Aunt Sally called. My Aunt Sally calls the show sometimes. And this is a fun little call with old Aunt Sal. She's one of ten um, children. My mom being the seventh child. My Aunt Sally being the second out of ten. And she suffered, um, uh, seizures seizures when she was a little girl and so that's why her speech is slurred and she's um in a wheelchair but she's so funny and she's so smart and she sounds like she might not be those things but she actually she's her brain is faster than anyone's i know but she just talks very slow so that's 
you're about to listen to my hilarious Aunt Sally, who I've loved forever, and she's a big fan of the show. So enjoy it. Thursday show. Aunt Sally? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you hanging? Um, well, a little, it's a little bunched, a little actually. Lippy. It's bunched <laughs> into the left. Um, oh, okay. What's As your vagina like, Aunt Sal? Oh, mine's uh, crooked. It's crooked? Yeah. I've got one labia. Yeah. Wow. So Didn't you have labia crooked. cancer? Yeah, I had labia cancer. Oh, God. And did you have one removed? I had one taken off. Why wouldn't you just take off the other one to keep it even? No, hell, it's too much fun to play with. Oh Aunt Sally, God. when you were yeah. on the Blue Collar Tour... <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. I love her. I love a cast of characters. Oh my God, she's a character. Let's was she? Was Nikki always like this when she was uh, when she was little, Aunt Sally? Oh my God, she'd be on the telephone. She'd be, oh, nobody likes me. What? <laughs> no one likes me, she said. Nobody likes me. Mother she... hates me. What did I say? Mother hates me. Yeah, I used to say, say that mother? a lot. Mother? I used to say, Aunt Sally was the first person to tell me that when I was a little girl, I used to just go, my mom hates me. To answer, I would just tell her, I would go, wow. well, she hates me. And it's funny because I don't remember feeling that way, but I do remember my mom saying, I hate you. <laughs> and it's my, one of my first memories. Because I said... Because I told my mom one time in a fight, I was just like, I remember it was one of my earliest memories. I was must have been three or four, but I was just like, I hate you. And I remember my mom going, you know what, Nick? I hate you too. And I was just, I remember even wow. that moment being like, you're not allowed to say that to me. You're my mom. And then I, I obviously talked about it a lot to Aunt Sally. Wow. Um, but my mom doesn't hate me anymore. I feel like she loves me a lot. And Aunt she Sally, you're your mom. You're... This is Nikki. This is your mom's sister. This is my mom's sister. One. My mom comes from a family of ten, um, wow. and this is one of ten. Yes. Wow. And where are you in that uh, in that lineup there, Sally? Uh, I'm number two. Mm. Number mm. two. One yeah. of ten. I didn't know that. Nancy, Jimmy, Michael, Julie, Tom, or Peggy, Bobby, Sally, Chucky. Wait. Can you do it? Can you do it, Sally? Can you do all the names fast? Sally, Sally, Bobby, Chucky, Peggy, Tom, Julie, Michael, Jimmy, Nancy. Wow, wow that sounds like Ian's uh, roster of people he slept with <laughs> the past week. That's um, a lot of people. It's a lot. Only two people, a lot it's a lot. And they're all alive. They're really? all alive, which is pretty what? impressive. Yeah. Stop bragging. I know. My mom said that the other day. I was like, oh, I guess that is of note. Wow. There's one crazy. who's gay, so one in ten of people. Like, wow. They kind of have all the statistics. What's that like two having alive family members? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to me. <laughs> Sally, um, any other updates from your life? How's it going? I was going to chat. Okay, I had my... Um, I had my eyes lasered. Okay. For laser <laughs> Family hair loves lasers. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> my eyes. Yeah. For, for ca- lasers. For cataracts? Yeah. I, and or hair. Glaucoma. Okay. And mm. I can't see more than shit anymore. Mm, I'm sorry. That's okay. I can't hear either, so I'm getting two hearing aids. Yep. Sally, is there anything you need in your life that I can provide for you? Like, what would make your life easier? I want to send you a gift. Anything you're, like, in desperate need of? Oh. I don't know. No. No? No. Okay. 
everything See, I she's get pretty happy with her life. That's oh, I, I love, love that. that. Well, I thanks for that. calling in, Sally. Anything? Any other words of wisdom? Uh, any advice you want to give me? Uh, just keep doing what you do. I love you. There you go. Hey, guys. That was the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, any final thoughts, Ian Finance? What, uh, what, what, how are we going in this weekend feeling? This weekend, I feel like it's a good day, time, place to uh, just not dip your toes, but dive headfirst into gratitude. Yeah, like let's all like say what we're – I mean, let's – I mean, I just feel like today to try to focus everyone, we should try to focus on how lucky we have it. Because if you – Sam Harris he just said this in this um, talk I was listening to, but he's like, if you're even able to hear my voice right now, like you have the capability of listening to this podcast, you have a better life – there are a, at least a billion people on the planet right now who would give anything to trade lives with you. Anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how hard you have it. There's mm-hmm. people living in squalor and starving to death. And, um, and and that's not to minimize your problems or issues. It's just to put things in perspective. Yes. Like to, to be every time my mind strays. I, I there are about things that. about your life that are good is what the point is. Like yeah. no matter it doesn't negate the fact that there are things that are bad and that you should feel sad for those. But like just try to focus on some good because it truly does help to make a gratitude list to go write down five things that you're grateful for. Just to be grateful to to be in that moment. Every time your mind strays, come back to the now. Well, Jessica Kirsten shared an amazing um, way that she goes to sleep at night that uh, I haven't done yet, but she says she never makes it through the whole thing. If you're having trouble sleeping, in your head, say what you're grateful for, A through Z. And then she said that she never makes it to Z. So I just count down from 35 and then when I start to mix my numbers up, I feel like I'm getting fucking closer to sleep and I get excited. I love that the number you start from is my age. That when, That's when you know you're old. It's like the, the number that you're supposed to count back from before you fall asleep is like. Well, in the summer, you know, around your birthday, I'll change it to 36. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's always fun to the number on a, on a like um, elliptical. When they have you put your oh, age put your in. Age. And it's always 35. Yeah, it's always, yeah. You know you're getting older when you're closer to that number. Oh, or, my God, yeah. yeah. Or your like, weight. And for, like, you, Andrew, you have to, like, add 10. Yeah, about 10. Yeah, well, the camera adds 10 pounds because I'm doing a documentary. I didn't tell you guys, but, yeah, Netflix and uh, A24. Oh, it's cool. just got behind it. What? <laughs> it's a documentary about not being good at improv. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sometimes you guys see the dark sides of things. And you, this is my humans of New York. Don't freaking do that to me at the end of this. You fucking prick. You already had the Jew thing. You fucking wooden teeth monster. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. No, our fans love our we're going back and forth. Fans. Oh my oh. god. I hate the word fans. Oh yeah, because you have none, you no, bitch. It's, I like people to dig me. I, I hate calling them fans. I, feel like I call them fans. Like, I am a fan of people and I like being a fan and I'm proud to be a fan. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I just feel like it, it Who topped your Spotify? The end of the year Spotify list? Like who was your most listened to artist? Oh, uh, this band from Philly called Blacklisted. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, I thought of them. They have a song called I Am Extraordinary, and it made me think of you when you were saying that you're extraordinary. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. So I Am Extraordinary by Blacklisted. What topped yours, Andrew? Uh, Willie Willie Nelson was my number one artist. Oh, my God. And um, it was actually really cool. The woman that's his granddaughter is a fan of both of ours. Uh, She texted me, or she wrote me a message. She's like, hey, will you send a nice message? To Willie, 
And no. I and I sent him a video of telling him how much he inspires me. Oh my god! Yeah. Shut and, up. And Do you she, think it got to him? Yeah, it did. She sent she sent me a text yesterday, and uh, it was a really cool moment. That no. is so oh, awesome! Look. Oh my so god! So I sent the video. She goes, "Hey, Papa Willie, one of my favorite stand-up comedians and now Instagram buddy Andrew Colony raves about you and has a sweet message for you. I love you so much, your favorite granddaughter, Raylan." And he goes. Thanks, that's great. Love you, Raylan. Papa. Oh, my God. She sent a screenshot of the text conversation the between Willie water. and her. Holy shit. Um, You guys. That's something to be grateful yeah, for. That is so cool. I am. I am. That's it's, it's awesome. Really, really, oh, my God. I can't I believe we didn't start say. up. I can't believe you told us about hot chicks that are coming to town, and you've got a Willie Nelson screenshot. Really like, what are you? buried the lead on that. No kidding. Well, guys, I hope you have so you a great week. documentary coming out on that. You have no documentary. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening this week. I'm grateful for you, the fan, the listener, the friend. Uh, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Join me in saying this, guys. Squirt, squirt. Yeah! This has been a Comedy Central podcast.